Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. AA, willpower, rehabs, therapy, coaches. There are many different ways out there that people choose to use when it comes to stopping drinking alcohol. So in this video today, I want to break down five methods that people use to stop drinking. I want to break them down. I want to talk about the pros and cons. And by the end of this video, I want you to be in a position where you know your options and you know which one is going to be best for you. So make sure to stay tuned. Okay, guys. So the first thing that I want to break down is AA. 12-step program. Now, before I get into this, I want to just make it very, very clear, right? I tried AA. It wasn't for me. My mother tried AA and it was for her. My mother has not drank for 20 years. She used a 12-step program. And like, I'm, I'm very careful. Like I, be, I did make an agreement with my mother when I started Sober Clear and I started teaching people what I learned about alcohol and how to stop drinking. I made a deal with her and I told her that I would never, ever, ever bash AA, right? I'd never be one of those people because, you know, there are other stop drinking programs out there and other people that make content similar to mine and they go off the rails when they start talking about AA, right? They say, you know, it's a cult, it's all of this stuff. And I promised my mum that I would never do that because it does work for a small percentage of people. There are people that go to meetings and they never look back, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So AA, 12 steps, it's a, it's a fellowship of, of men and women that are going through the same problem, right? Everybody's trying to solve a drinking problem. And the way that it works is, you know, you've got 12 steps and that's kind of like the system that people follow. And this works for some people. Now, when I tried it, you know, I, I went for about 90 days, something like that. And during those 90 days, I didn't drink, right? It just got to a point where I didn't like certain things. I'm going to break those down. But if you, you know, if you go to AA and you're happy, then just skip this one and go to the next one. But I do want to break down the flaws that I saw with that system. Now, the first problem that I saw is, you know, the first step is admitting you were powerless over alcohol. I'm not powerless, right? I'm not a powerless person. I'm not somebody that was like possessed or something like that, although it might've felt like that at times. But every time that I drank, it was my choice, right? It was my decision. I put the alcohol in my lips. I wasn't like, you know, a demon and a voodoo doll, whatever they're called, those, those, um, what are they called? Those dolls, you know what I mean? And it, it wasn't like that, you know, it wasn't like I was powerless, right? I was choosing to drink every single time. And that's the first step. If you don't admit you're a powerless, if you don't admit that you're an alcoholic, and if you don't admit that you are the problem, you can't really continue with the program. So at first, you know, I went along with it. I saw a lot of people that had similar drinking patterns to me and they all called themselves alcoholics. So I kind of just reasoned from analogy, you know, I just kind of used common sense and I said, well, if all these people are like it, then I must be the same. Now, the second problem that I found is, is, is if you admit that you're an alcoholic, there is no known cure, right? You can never be cured. And the only cure that you've got is to give yourself up to a higher power, is to give yourself up to your version of God. And the real problem with all of this is that when you go through that system is you have this disease forever, right? You're an alcoholic for the rest of your life. Yet at the same time, there were just so many other substances or drugs or addictions out there that you don't get a label if you've got that problem. Like, you know, people that have had big drug problems, heroin problems, gambling problems, they're not gambleholics for the rest of their life. They're not heroinaholics for the rest of their life. Yet with alcohol, because of the world that we live in, we get this label because, you know, the normal person would look at somebody with a drinking problem and think that, you know, they, they must have something wrong with them, like, because they can drink one or two and the alcoholic can't. And listen, this, this, this whole idea wasn't for me. And what I found is that when I actually remove the alcohol is life just started going well again. So if I had gone to AA and bought into this idea that I'm going to have a disease for the best of my life, then basically what I'm saying to myself is that alcohol is a good thing. Every time I go to an event or a barbecue or a wedding or a christening or whatever, and alcohol is involved in it, and I still see alcohol as a good thing, then it's always going to be a struggle. But what I did is I didn't use AA to stop drinking and I got rid of the alcohol and I don't feel like that. So, you know, kind of like from my own experience and my own evidence of going through the system and then stopping without the system, I found that I never needed that system. But, you know, 
I was kind of made to believe that this is the only way. If I don't go to AA, I'm doomed. You know, this is what the, the people kind of told me. Those things just made it a no-go for me, right? There are great things about it. You know, there are some really nice people there and people are very supportive and they're very friendly and they do want to support each other. And for those things, it was brilliant. I'm not going to knock that. That was a really nice thing. And there are some great people that go there. But the actual system that I was following and the, the ideas that I was supposed to buy into, I'm sorry, but they just weren't for me. Which leads me to the next point, And it's the willpower method, right? So willpower is just exerting will over an impulse. And this is a technique that I've used as well. And all you're doing is, you know, just using strength of character, right? You're just using human will to resist the urge to drink. So you're like, you know, going for your day, you go to a bar, you're hanging out with your friends, all your friends order a beer or all your friends order a glass of wine, you order a soda water and you just resist, right? You're just like, you know, you want to do it. You look at alcohol, you think all, you see all your friends having a drink and you're like, damn, I wish that was me but I've got willpower. I'm just going to fight through it. Now, I did this for about nine months. I stopped drinking with nothing but willpower. And, uh, you know, it went well. You know, this this method, this idea of just like exerting will over the impulse really worked. And it worked for about nine months. And during that nine months, my life went pretty well. You know, I kind of went from uh, throwing up blood on a MacBook Pro. I know I've told you guys this a thousand times, but I went from that to like, you know, getting some momentum in a business for the first time in my life, getting a girlfriend, getting a, a car and just like building a little life for myself while I was in my last year of university. And the real problem with using willpower to stop drinking is what happens on the days where there isn't that much willpower. We have a finite amount of willpower, right? Willpower is not an unlimited resource that we can just pull out again and again and again. And what basically happened to me is, you know, I went to this New Year's Eve party and that night the willpower kind of ran out. I saw alcohol as a good thing because I hadn't removed the idea of it being a good thing. So when I started seeing it as a good thing, I felt like I was missing out. I felt like, you know, that everybody else was having a good time. Alcohol was enhancing the occasion and I was somehow worse off than everybody else. So, you know, the willpower ran out. I ended up drinking again. And guess what happened? As you can imagine, everything just went downhill. I'm not saying that willpower is necessarily a bad technique, right? There are plenty of people that, you know, might go a month off. They might go six months off. They might even go five years without drinking. They just use willpower, nothing else, and they get great results. I'm not saying that's impossible. I just don't think that it's a very good long-term solution. And I'll get into some better long-term solutions later on. But I actually even think, you know, AA is probably better than using willpower alone. Because, you know, on those days where you're just not feeling good, you might be tired, you might be, you know, on your own and bored, or you might just be seeing alcohol that day where you might have watched a movie and your favorite character's drinking, and then you go out with some friends that are drinking, and you're thinking, ah, screw it. That's kind of the issue. But at the same time, you know, it's it's probably the most popular technique out there. It's probably what you've tried. It's, I've tried it multiple times and yeah. Now, the next thing that I want to touch on is moderation. Now, not necessarily a way for you to stop drinking, but it's a way for you to reduce your alcohol intake. And, you know, many, many, many people that I know, they on their journey to stopping drinking, they've tried moderation. Something that I tried as well, you know, Oh, what happens if I could just have a few drinks at the weekend? What happens if I could, you know, be like one of my successful friends that has a few drinks and their life is put together, you know, they, they do really well and they just have a couple here and there. What happens if I could be like them? Now, I've, I've tried to do this on numerous occasions, yet every single time, slap bang, you know, it just get punched back in my face, I'd get knocked back. And the problem with this idea of, you know, wanting to moderate, wanting to be a normal drinker, wanting to be one of those people that has one or two drinks, is you still see alcohol as a good thing, as a beneficial thing, as something good to put into your body, right? This is the problem. The problem is, is that alcohol does nothing for you. It does absolutely nothing for you whatsoever. It is ethanol, it is a poison, right? That's all that it is. And putting that stuff in your body does F all. It does nothing. And all that it does is keep you locked up in a cycle for the rest of your life, right? And unless you break the cycle, you're just gonna keep going through that cycle again and again and again and again and again. So this idea of moderating, all you're really doing is saying to yourself, well, you know, I could have like a little bit of poison, 
right? And, and sometimes, you know, people are interested in joining the Sober Clear program and they'll say to me, you know, Leon, I'm really interested in moderating my drinking. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to have one or two, you know? And then I say to them, you know, like, let's say you've got a kid that's had a drug problem and that kid, you know, they get off the drugs. They've been on crack for five years, right? They get off the crack and then they turn around and say, mum, I've decided what I'm going to do. I'm going to moderate my crack usage. I'm going to have a crack pipe on a Friday night and a Saturday night, just one or two. And then that's it for the rest of the week. What would you say to that kid? Would you, would you, would that fill you with confidence and hope? Because we're not deluded to see crack as a good thing. We're not deluded to see crack cocaine as a beneficial thing that adds value. We see it as a drug, right? We see it as probably something that you just have no interest in touching. But when it comes to alcohol, because of the society that we live in, because of the way that we're conditioned to see alcohol and the way that we're marketed to, we see alcohol as something that's good to have on a Friday and Saturday night. Well, to be honest, if you've tried moderation and you've had really good results with that and they've lasted for multiple years, you're probably not a problem drinker in the first place, right? You're probably a normal drinker. But at the same time, if you're anything like me, what I used to do is I used to admire the normal drinker. I used to want to be like the normal drinker. I used to want to moderate my drinking. But these days, I have no desire whatsoever to buy into the illusion of alcohol being a good thing anymore. I see it for what it is. I have no desire to moderate. I have no desire to put a drop of that in my body ever again. No thanks, never will. And I think that that key shift is is very important for people to understand. I'm not saying that people don't successfully moderate their drinking. Of course they do. But for somebody like me, you know, I've just tried that many times and it just didn't work for me. Which leads me to the fourth way to stop drinking. And it's first principles thinking. Now, this is the way that I stop drinking. This is what I help people do in the Sober Clear program. And what we do with first principles thinking is you just analyze new information, right? First principles thinking, it's a mental model and it's basically a problem solving technique where instead of using common sense or reasoning from analogy, which is, you know, going to ask society, how do I do something? And they're going to give you, you know, the answers. We break things down from first principles because what I did when I first tried to stop drinking is I went to society. I asked my mum, right? I asked people around me. They're saying cut down. They're saying moderate. They're saying, why would you want to stop drinking? They're saying you're an alcoholic. They're saying go to AA meetings. Call yourself an alcoholic for the rest of your life, right? I bought into that for 10 years. But first principles thinking is just when you take the opposite approach. And what you do is you break down everything that you think that you know about a problem and you look into each individual part. And then you, you're able to kind of come up with new conclusions, new worldviews, new paradigms. And you can do this through courses, through books, through watching videos like this one, through podcasts. And what you do is, is you really like do a lot of introspection and really question your beliefs around alcohol. And this is what I help people do in the Sober Clear program. But it's, you know, the Sober Clear program might not be for you. You might not resonate with what I say. There might be other, other people out there that teach similar things to me. You might resonate with them more. Totally cool. The, the whole point is that you actually go and proactively seek out this information. And if you want details on the Sober Clear program, there's a few links in the description. You can book a call. We can actually see if it's a good fit for you. Head over to soberclear.com. But the whole idea of first principles thinking is just building out a paradigm where you see alcohol for what it is right? Because all it is, is what I say, it's ethanol, it's poison, and it's an addictive drug that does nothing for you. Which leads me into the fifth and final way that you can stop drinking. And it's coaching. Now, coaching is not necessarily a way for you to actually stop drinking, right? If you know what coaching is, coaching is where you get accountability and somebody kind of guides you to what's already within you. Whereas first principles thinking, you know, that's more about information. Coaching is more about a human contact, somebody that you can speak to and somebody that can help you with your own ideas and, and really create visions and create goals and give you accountability to go towards better things. Because what I believe is when you stop drinking, that's kind of the first step, right? Getting into that logical state of mind where you see it for what it is, that's step one. Step two is to go towards what you really want in life. It's to get busy moving forward and going at a fast pace. And this is where coaching can help. And I've invested in a lot of coaching programs. I mean, it's been tens of thousands, multiple tens of thousands of dollars now, but 
I'm invested in myself because what I'm doing is, you know, I got into that state of mind where I saw alcohol for what it is. And then I just kind of created this vision, right? My vision was to move to Asia, was to live in a beautiful place like this. It was to be able to work online and make these videos and share messages of hope and inspiration and, and really just impact people on a massive way. This was my vision and it's happened, right? It's very exciting. And I think a, a big part of that is because I invest in coaching programs. I invest in myself. I'm not afraid to put money down to solve big problems. And that's where I think coaching can help people. It's more about focusing on the future. And when you you know, when you're trying to stop drinking, having coaches, having a support network, having people around you that can encourage you and motivate you and really push you and help you get through the difficult times and go towards what you really want. Well, that is the ultimate combination. And that's what I combine in the Sober Clear program. We combine first principles thinking with coaching, with the accountability, with that future focus. So again, click the link in the description, but coaching can come in many different forms. It can come in many different ways. You know, you might have like specific things that you want to work on. Maybe you want to get a business coach. Maybe you want to just get a health and fitness coach, right? The Sober Clear program is more like encompassing everything from relationships, confidence, spirituality, productivity, health. We kind of bring everything together, but that might not be for you. You might want to get something very specific, very niche. You might want to just work on your relationship. Maybe that's what's hurting right now. But the point is, is what I think is a good thing is to actually put money down, invest in a coach, put some money on the line where it actually becomes more painful. If you start drinking again, you're kind of now putting money on the line to build a better life, right? So it just kind of creates a bit more pain if you wanted to go back in the time and start drinking again and whatever. But anyway, the whole point is coaching. That can be another great thing to add in on your journey. Hope you enjoyed this video. Have a great day. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.